This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. We're all exploring what it means to be human and redefining what our place in the universe really is. With this podcast, we take that journey together, and we all might learn something new in the process. We'll look at how these genres in movies, books, video games, and television explore the human condition, using my experience as a podcaster since 2005 and my love for sci-fi. And this is Time Capsule, which is my magazine-style interview show with past and new interviews. This episode is a look back with episode 130 that begins shortly. Once again, welcome to my magazine-style interview podcast. Jennifer Morrison of Once Upon a Time joined our roundtable at New York Comic Con to talk about her series. From my upcoming Once Upon a Time special, here is my interaction with her. One thing I admire about her was that her reluctance in the beginning kind of to be kind of thrust into a bit of a heroic role. Yeah. I, I really liked that about her and that you know, eventually she kind of embraced her destiny. That's something that I totally credit Eddie and Adam with. I think they really understand human nature in a particular way where they realize that if this woman had lived her life this way, there is no way she would identify herself as a hero in any way. And she will always continue to have trouble identifying herself as a hero or brave or courageous. She just knows how to survive. And she's always been, as we said in the Lost Girl episode, she's always been an orphan. She's always been the kid that didn't mean anything and wasn't going to mean anything. And so that doesn't go away. I know the crap that I went through in junior high and high school. That's still there. It does, it's not gone. You know, I, I still have buttons that can be pushed and things that get under my skin and things that hurt me and things that change the way that I will think for the rest of my life and have to fight against in certain ways. And so that's always going to be there in her. And that is the honest response for someone who's been through what she's been through, being put in that situation. So I, I think they did a great job of... I guess, embracing humanity in an accurate way. Spotlight has part of the cast and showrunner for the new sci-fi series Naked Vegas, including Nick Herrera of Face Off fame, Kelly Red Belmonte, who joined the call later, and showrunner Terrence Michael. Hi, gentlemen. That's great to talk to you. It's pretty uh, exciting. It's getting a lot of attention on my blog, uh, this particular show, which is another reason I'm here, as well as curiosity. I wanted to ask you, Terrence, uh, what are we going to see as far as, it looks like The people that work on the show as artists each have very distinctive personalities. And how is that going to blend together every week when we tune in? Well, uh, it's true. I mean, we're we're dealing with four artists here as well as a shop manager. So, you know, with artists come a lot of of big character. Um, But our show, we really want to focus on their artwork. And so it's more about... Uh, how they tackle the artwork. And, and sometimes there's differences of opinion in, in how to tackle something. So we'll focus on that. Um, and you will, of course, start to learn more about their personalities as we go through uh, the sixth episode of this first season. Um, but aside from that, we're trying not to, to get out in a way from the artwork too much. Like, you know, Nick's might want to go out for tequila and tacos one night, and you know, we can send a camera with him to, to see that. But we're not sure that the sci-fi audience necessarily wants to see that. They'd rather see the amazing artwork he does. And, and Nick's, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, as far as uh, your weapon of choice, uh, w- 
you use a lot of uh, like the spray paint and that kind of thing in it to kind of blend in with the makeup, or do you prefer to do the makeup as much as possible? Um, I, I kind of like a, a, a mixed medium. Um, with me as an artist for body painting, um, I'm known as you know the the go-to guy for airbrushing, and I just found that airbrushing was um, a lot faster um, for pulling off uh, blending compared to actually using a brush on the body. Um, but it's kind of funny because throughout the season, a lot of people are like, well, he's just the airbrush artist. And with me, I like to be as diverse as possible. So, uh, you know, I'll pick up a brush and do hand painting or I'll jump into prosthetics or a combination of, uh, prop making or props. Um, you know, just anything that, that I can get from this creative part of me out, you know, I'm all about. So, but I'm mostly an airbrush artist is, is what I'm known for. Stencil. He's known for stencils a lot too. He he he's very humble about it, but he's an amazing. <laughs> nice to see uh, Nick's and Heather, two Latinos, on the program too. That always because uh, I'm Latino, so I'm always looking for that kind of stuff. So it's nice to see that. Yeah, and uh, Wiser is uh, also so. Oh, great, great. We'll yeah. keep it a secret so people don't. Uh... <laughs> the series uh, is set in Las Vegas, so I would think Las Vegas plays a huge part. Because in the show, because uh, it's just a very unique town to itself. If you can kind of comment on that. Um, yeah, it was awesome when uh, we got the call, you know, to come out there and work with Red. Um, I was super excited because I've, you know, been out there a couple of times, but it was a matter of a couple of days to actually live out there for, you know, that amount of time. And just, you know, the big buildings, neon lights, just very fast-paced. And there was just so much going on and so much to do. It was... Uh, it's, 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 it's like no other place in the world, and I love it, and it's just amazing. I, I just can't get over it at times. It just blows my mind to be at, you know, the stratosphere, you know, standing up there and looking down and seeing this amazing city. Yeah. Yeah, and also like- Red, you know, Red's been there her whole life, and, you know, she's also been a very successful uh, makeup artist. You know, a lot, a lot of people feel... A lot of people don't know this, but body paint is, is basically colored makeup. And, yeah. and, you know, she's been nominated for two Emmys, and she has so many contacts in Vegas. So with her business acumen and body paint skills, along with, you know, Nick's and Weiser and Heather, uh, she's been pretty successful at, you know, nabbing some pretty pretty big clients for having such a, a, a young business. Sorry, you guys. I had to talk my way out of a ticket, so I apologize for popping in a few minutes late. But, um, yeah, I've been in Vegas for a long time, and I've had the pleasure of working with a lot of really cool people and um, doing makeup for as long as I've been doing makeup. It has afforded me the luxury of making a lot of really great contacts and, and like Karen said, earning two Emmys um, nominations. Um, uh-huh. And I have to say that, you know, I was just so blessed to be a part of those teams and to be a part of that that it's, it's really opened a lot of doors for me and I'm, I'm a very happy girl moving to vegas for me was a good thing more time capsule episode 130 in a moment let's return to time capsule episode 130 and it, it sounds like uh, nixon yourself uh, probably you a little bit more experienced kelly but having uh, also experience with prosthetics especially with like nixon's experience on uh, face-off as well and, it, and it's kind of funny because um, when I did face off, um, it, it was one of those situations where nothing worked in my favor. It was one challenge after the next. And it, it was kind of ironic because 
Um, I actually got my start in the haunted house industry. And with that, I learned prosthetics, and I worked at Universal Studios doing um, prosthetics for them. So that when I came onto the show, um, everything that kind of happened, it really didn't give um, the viewers a chance to see like how diverse I am with my art and the trade. So that when I finished the show, I would go to a convention and I would apply a prosthetic, and I'd have fans come over and they're like, "Oh, this is so awesome! You're learning prosthetics." And it was funny because on the show, I just really never had the chance to show them what I was able to do. Where I think, you know, now with Naked Vegas, there are a few episodes where you know prosthetics do come into play and actually show people, you know, what I'm capable of doing with, you know, this uh application of the prosthetic so and it, it's funny because it, it I when I finished doing the show I was like you know I never had a chance to really show people what I'm capable of doing and then Naked Vegas came up and now I feel like people actually get a chance to see you know what I can do where with Face Off it was just kind of a you know a little bit of a tease so I was I was grateful to have been brought on for this project well, there's a difference between Face Off and Naked Vegas, and as much as sure. I really love Face Off, Face Off as a show, we're not a competition. We're a, we're a group of artists like working together, and so I think that it kind of dulls your nerve a little bit where you're not quite as jittery while you're working, you know what I mean? We're just doing our thing. We're just having a good time and making beautiful pieces of artwork, everything, you know, not every day, but pretty much. And so I think that that kind of makes it a little bit easier for everyone to shine. And I think Nick is is a great example of that, that he's, you know, he's going to lead face off and do great things. And I'm glad I nabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I wanted to ask when uh, one of your clients comes in, uh, you know, during the course of the show, I don't want you to give away too much, but uh, I mean, what expectations do they have? Is and, and is that part of the challenge of matching those expectations? Oh, that's a funny question. Um, <laughs> I always say, <laughs> I always say clients don't know what they want, and it's my job as an artist to kind of help them figure out what they want. Um, I, I've, I've said that so many times, I feel like I'm going blue with that statement, but it's the truth. Because seriously, they don't, a lot of people aren't very visual, or they don't know what they're exactly asking for, or they just say they want sexy models, or it, <laughs> It's really kind of trying to rein in a bunch of different ideas, whether it's the corporate idea or the artist idea or the person who's actually ultimately throwing the party their idea. So it's it's a very it's a very weird place to be um, and to try and kind of maneuver your way through. But clients never really truly always know what they want, and generally they will change their mind at some point. Hmm. Red also is pretty ag- aggressive and one thing that we've noticed on camera is that you know a client will come in and, and similar to uh, you or I walking into a clothing store and picking out a pair of pants you know the salesman's like oh well you know this belt would go with that and these socks would go with that and she always seems to kind of complicate it you know uh, in a good way you know for, for the bottom line you know sometimes the other artists are like oh boy you know what, what have we gotten ourselves into but she she does tend to uh to get them to, to order more than they, I think they initially wanted when they first met her. Isn't that my job as a businessman? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's also one of the other one of the other great things about it is that uh, the team that is assembled for this is some of the most creative and talented people on the show. So it's for the client to come in and ask for one thing and then to be delivered a 
spectacular in this product. You know, it's just amazing. Like, even when we finished at the end of the day, we're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe we pulled that off and how amazing it looked. Because mm-hmm. for one artist to do one thing or something else, but to get a big group of talented people to collaborate together and, and give you this finished product that I think a lot of times exceeds their expectations. Well, we know zombies are popular for you guys uh, and steampunk. Uh, does anybody come in asking to be painted like their favorite superhero or perhaps Star Trek uh, character or uniform? We've had we've had cosplay come in, and actually, I was just thinking about it. It's funny that you that you asked this question because that actually would have ended up probably being one of my favorites as well. Oh. Um, I really enjoyed the cosplay um, that we did. People do want that, you know. Um, they want to push the envelope a little bit, and and yeah, that's definitely something that we've been asked for. We you get asked for a lot of crazy things when you're body painting, definitely. <laughs> and and who who wouldn't want to have superhero muscles painted on them, you know? <laughs> Seriously, Iron I want superhero muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I airbrush myself every morning. <laughs> and sideways, just that makes you look straight on. <laughs> That's the guy liner, Nick. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I actually gave Nick some new guy liner right before we right before we were done just recently. So he's got a fresh one. It should last a while. That's my <laughs> Superman suit. That's my going into battle. <laughs> It's funny because he does kind of look different with his without his eyeliner. I noticed he looks kind of like a baby without it. With the with the liner on, at least he looks. I don't know how I. I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but he looks like manly with it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I definitely want to say that uh, that Drew gives uh, some of the guys from Ghost Mine a run for their money with his beard. No doubt about it. Special thanks to the Sci Fi Channel, and that's episode 130 of Time Capsule. Thanks for listening. I'm Tony Tolato. This is John Billingsley. I play Dr. Flox on Enterprise. You are listening to the wonderful Sci Fi Talk. I heartily endorse your attendance as a listener forever. Thank you. <laughs>